The SV Pod is presented by DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. SV Pod, Dan Steve is here, and our special guest joining us from California, getting the band back together, Ryan Rosillo. How are you, my friend? I'm great, Scott. It's good to catch up. And, uh, you know, we, we catch up pretty regularly, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, I knew you're probably saving me for a little bit later because I was like, all right, Mark Few, I get it. Steve Kerr, a lot of white coaches, I noticed, by the way. Well, you know, it's just, uh, we're just doing, we're doing what we can to keep things afloat. It, everything's messed up. It's, I mean, your guys, you guys are trying to do your podcast with all the different various and sundry things that are going on, but just state of mind day to day. Where's Rosillo? Where, how are you? I'm good. I really am. I mean, you know me. I'm I'm Captain Positivity. So, uh, you know, I, actually, I've never felt I just, I'm I'm so strange in that. You know, whenever I I think about like the negativity that I that I would ooze like a cologne every now and then, um, I always felt like a lot of times it was justified. That was kind of yeah. like my thing. I go, hey, yeah. I know I'm I'm pissed, but I don't think I'm wrong. And now. For whatever reason, in the face of a global pandemic, I'm like, you know, I'm good, man. I'm good. And I mean, like everybody, like you and I have have older relatives that that I worry about. You know, I I, I try to help as as much as I can, checking in, sending my pops some groceries because you know it's a little tougher because you can't have everybody go visit him because he's a little bit older and all that kind of stuff. But as far as like me day to day, when people are losing, I'm not doing this as like the pandering thing. When people are losing their jobs and worried about where where we're all going to be at in three or four months. I, uh, I have nothing to complain about. I really don't. I mean, we're cranking out the pods. We're still trying to do that stuff. I got all the, I mean, look, if you want to be a writer, if you can't write over these few months, then just stop telling people you're going to be a writer. And really the only thing that's different is, is no gym, but we're slowly but surely Club Rosillo over here. We're, we're adding piece by piece every week. Whatever's available online, this guy's ordering it. What do you got? So, what do you got? Um, you know, right now we got a couple power blocks back there. Those are a couple 45 plates from Rogue. That red bar was the only one they had left, so I ordered a 45-pound barbell from Rogue. Doing a lot of planks. I run yeah. my staircases, and I bought a bicycle. <laughs> like a like a Pee Wee Herman bike? Oh no, like a like a way to like, like Greg LeMond? Yeah, Greg LeMond. Whoa. You know, um, Floyd Landis. God What's, forbid, God forbid you have the collision with somebody. You're going to destroy a per, a poor bright person. Oh my God. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Is this, so you bought one of those bikes that requires that you have to wear that like bike guy stuff? Like the guy I see that thinks he's running like a, he's running the Pyrenees. He's on the stage to the Pyrenees. And you're like, you just look at him like, I get it. Like, I understand you got, you're a cycling enthusiast, but what are you wearing? Okay. So. I gotta admit when I when I grabbed the bike, <laughs> I, I I you know I I threw it in the back of the the car, yeah, and I get it out. I put the front tire on and I start like wheeling around behind my house. And I go down the street and you know it's it's I think it's twenty speeds. I'm not sure what the what the number is. And whatever I was the most like, are, <laughs> yeah, whatever was expensive, whatever. Yeah, I was like, what's what's the one that everyone will know I spent too much on. There you I go. want that. Um, yep. No, no. I, honestly, I didn't go nuts. The guy was like, "Well, hey," he goes, "Where you're at there is like there." He goes, "But there's another level of carbon, uh, carbon fiber." And I went, "You know, I'm gonna hold off on the the space technology right now." <laughs> uh, so I went, I went, you know, 
I had a number in my head, and the guy was like, do you want to ride it? I was like, yeah, it's black. It's a Cannondale. I'm in. There he was we like, go. okay. He goes, all right. So there we go. And then I got on it and I, I was, I was, I was a little, a little dicey, a little shaky there. Go, yeah. Like, Whoa. <laughs> and I, I just go, I don't think I've been on a bike in over 10 something years. And out in Manhattan Beach, it's, you know, you head down to the water. It's a little hilly and you start bombing. So I'm on the thing, just bombing away in workout gear. And I was like, look, I don't even know how the brakes, or the gears work. I go, why don't we just, settle down and, and reacclimate yourself. And so now after a week or so, I, I try to get on it in the morning. Um, 13 miles is the record so far. I suck. My legs hurt immediately. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think I've ridden a bike, Scott, like this in a long time. I did buy a helmet because I guess everybody does that now. But the last time I was biking, like if you had a helmet, you're like, dude, what's up with your helmet? Yeah. Kind of lose do you, have, you. Do you have the rear view mirror on the helmet? I gotta tell you, I've looked at a few on Amazon. <laughs> oh my god because it's, it's almost you know, go, I don't want that I don't want the I don't want the padded thing and I was like I don't want the shoes just put the toe cages on it I was like you know whatever and now like I'm pricing out bl- blinking lights just for safety reasons maybe put one of those under the seat okay. um, and the rear view thing it is a little when you're trying to change lanes man I, I don't think the mirror is a bad call so all I right. haven't signed up for a triathlete or anything like that, but I just look. You got to stay active. You got to stay active through this. I don't even know who you are. I, you, you're looking at, you're pricing out helmet mirrors, talking, dropping Cannondale on me like it's just like I'm gonna know what that means. Twenty speeds, get on the like when you said it was like you're on, like what's the what's the hard part about riding it? Is it so fancy that you don't know how to ride it? I don't get it. I just I didn't know like the brakes, and this is how out of it I've been. Yeah. I'm you about just to squeeze blow your the mind. thing. You squeeze oh, the silver thing, don't you? More than that. Look, there's left, right, which is front and back. But then the way the gear shifters work, you know, like you're not sitting there putting your thumb on the top of this handlebar next to your horn, bro. Your <laughs> your your brakes are also your shifters. So you know, kind of like in is braking, but to the side, you got to figure out. Okay, so in to the left is. Depending on the size of the ship, there's like two shifters on it. I mean, it's real high tech stuff, man. I mean, Scott, Scott, there's not a lot of room down by the beach. You know, mm-hmm. you got to be good. You got to know how to stare really well. Evidently, Stanford Steve. Stanford Steve knows the South Bay layout. He's a say. He's almost like a South. You, there's no one that would love this community and this routine more than Stanford Steve. It's an adult playground. It's I, it's. It's unbelievable, and I mean, it's all like, I mean, not a big deal that I'm friends with all these ex-hockey players. But, I mean, I'm pretty humble about it, but um, <laughs> it's just, it's just silly sometimes. But then it's, I got to admit, like, I didn't want to go full bike guy thing because you know, somebody sees you from the gym, they're like, we lost Rosillo. So, <laughs> I know. Just, we've been down this road where they're like, well, when you play basketball, like, you don't wear dress clothes. Well, of course not. I'm not saying. That you, that there's not certain things you'd wear when you bike. I just don't want you to be that guy that has, like, whatever, like, like a Michelin team uni and like. Onesie. It's the Michelin onesie. Whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Don't wear that. You, I know you won't wear that. Full zip. He ain't yeah. zipping up nothing. No, no. We're still going shirts off sometimes. Love it. Cut off sleeves. And then, um, you know, it's weird because they, you know, there is, I, I, I can't, I hope we don't spend an hour on the gym because I feel like it's, it's really, it's no, just I got, I got a lot of questions, sir. Okay. I got a lot of questions. But 
there's a friend that has, you know, connections to somebody else who they live on the strand, right? They have one of those houses that is on the beach that is on the strand and the strand is the walking path in between the first row of houses on the beach, right? And there's a bike path that's closed. The beach has been closed. The beach arguably could have been kept open because if you were out on the beach, especially this time of year, even when it's in the summer, this beach is so massive and so long and so deep that it's not even really it's never really crowded. I mean, maybe July 4th weekend, but it's never like crowded, crowded or six man or something like that. So the problem is if you keep your beach open, you know, once you're told it's okay in the gray area, then everybody's breaking the rules and doing whatever. And people were working out on these pull up bars and tearing down the police tape. It was just a free for all. So a friend has a house right there and the strand houses each have a little patch of you, you can make it a garden. You can make it a little patio for, for seating and they just put down some astroturf. It started working out and I, they were like, do you want to come to these one of these days? And it's only three guys, you know, six feet, you know, we're just putting some stuff up and right away lifeguards are on the case. Oh. But yeah, but the thing is the guys are young and the house is insane. So they were like, Hey idiots. And the kids like, it's actually my house. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I did that one day, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if I need that kind of stuff on TMZ sports. No, Rosillo spits in the face of the quarantine. What's up with you? How are you? How are you doing a show every night? No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. It's um. It's amazing. I watched last night. Rapid fire segments. We're going quick now. We had Billy Eichner on, which was a treat. Uh, that guy's funny. Um, but I mean, it's it's like I don't know. I mean, it, we got nothing. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a Houdini act and you, at some point you got it, like you're playing three card money and we're going to not, we're not going to have a ball under one of the shells. We're just going to be like, nope, we got nothing. And at that point, I guess we'll just tap out for a bit. But I mean, we, we're trying our best. I mean, it's, we, Steve and I mentioned it last week, whether it's doing a podcast and you know this, Ryan, whether it's being there or doing a podcast, just giving people out there that are in the same boat we're all in looking around going, what are we going to do? Give them something. Something that feels like it's like we haven't completely quit on life. Uh, and it, and I mean, look, it's hard for any of us to ever say anything serious, but if being serious, it's nice to feel like even as bad as it might feel doing it, that it actually kind of matters and is helping to a degree, even if it's this much. Well, then we're trying. But, you know, it is obviously a steep hill to climb, um, even with your 20 gear Cannondale, because we don't have anything to talk about, man. Yeah, but you guys are doing a great job. It's more than just that. And, it, you know, it feels like every single thing we do or any interview, you know, I was on in Chicago the other day, and it's just, you know, every time we're saying this, we know without prefacing it to the back of our head, we understand, like, how important this isn't in comparison to what we still are facing and the unknown of what we're facing, you know? Like, I remember going back and watching you a month ago, and you were still kind of, like, open-minded or positive, like, okay, well, wait a minute. Like, we're not just shutting down sports for the rest of the year, are we? And now it feels like so many people are pushing that and saying it's going to happen. And I'm like, look, a month ago, I didn't know. And everything I thought a month ago was probably wrong. Things two weeks ago I thought could be wrong. And I'm not going to sit here today and think that in two weeks, like I had nailed it in, in the middle of April because no one knows. Like when I call leagues or anybody or teams, they're like, hey, you know, you're hearing it. It's just like, yeah, we're throwing around a million ideas, but we don't, we don't know. And I think everybody that's doing this, especially in sports, like we understand that it isn't important, but for somebody to be able to go home and throw on the Van Pelt Sports Center and know that you guys are going to make it through an hour is is more than just a little because it provides some normalcy and and really the strangest thing that most of us will ever face in our lives. 
that's that's how it feels, I think. You know, and then Steve, we've we've that's that's what you hear. I mean, whether it's the people that you're talking to before they come on, they're like, hey man, thanks, just thanks for being something. You know, that that, that we could, they know it's we don't have games to do, but you can still do some version of what it is. Uh, the conversation and, you know, if it's late, great. If it's serious, so be it. Um, but I, I, I do think, and, and fellas, I mean, obviously when we did the show together, we did a ton of college football. I had this conversation with a buddy of mine today. Like when Brian Kelly came on, he said, we need to be, we got to be like by July 1st, right? He's got to be back just to train so you can start camp so that you can start football. Like are colleges going to be in session? Because you're not going to be able to have football if colleges are in session. Because, I mean, you start with that. Like, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, but, Scott, like, there's at Stanford, like, we were on quarters. So we, we had camp before school. We were we had two months together before school started. So, like, I, I see what you're saying, you know, on the, on, the, on the regular schedule. But don't worry about school. If, if football – how about Gundy? Yeah, but, but Gundy's ready warm. to go. Yeah, you know, that went over well. <laughs> but, but Steve, even though you guys were on campus when campus wasn't running, the difference here is that, I mean, you guys are just jumping back to wherever you lived. If you lived in a house together or if guys were living in the dorms or whatever, like I don't know what the living situation was for Stanford football players. All dorms. Like, yeah, so if we're talking 100 guys coming back to some of these campuses that are all dorm residents, they're not going to open these dorms up until they know. And the only thing that I push back on is like if somebody says, well, there's not going to be any sports the rest of the year. And I go, well, I don't know how anybody would feel. I, I'm just saying throughout all of this, the, the, the thing I'm going to be the least is probably definitive. I just don't yeah. know. So me not knowing or not being definitive is somehow spun into being positive and having an open mind. And that's just where I'm at. Here's what it's going to take. Like whatever you think of Dana White and people are going to be like, what's this dude doing? Like going on and giving Greeny the what for. Won't tell anyone where this fight's going to be. Uh, all right. Well, people can think that he's being an asshole, but or you could say it's going to take more leagues just saying we're going to do it and we're going to figure out how to do it. And whether it's the NBA saying we might just have to deal with some level of, of or baseball, we might have to deal with some level of if somebody gets it, then we're going to isolate that guy. But we're not going to shut down the league because of it. Because if that's what it's going to take for society to reopen, for nobody to have it, then it's never happening. We're, this is not, right? right? I mean, right. so, so, so I, like, I mean, I read too much and I read some legislator in California who said, we're not going to have football until Thanksgiving and we'll be lucky if we have it then. Okay. Well, that's pretty definitive. I'm with you, Ryan. I'm not, I'm not definitive, but like, if that's the kind of climate that, that sports and society are up against, then it's just really difficult to picture any kind of path back. As quickly as baseball tried to float that idea, like a day later, people were like, this is insane talk. And a lot of it kind of felt that way. But like, at least they're floating an idea out there just to kind of see what the reaction is. And the reaction is people are going to be like, shout you down and say, you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, look, a team a team drops a new logo and they get destroyed. <laughs> yeah. um, we, we have, a, we have a, an alternate jersey unveiled and people lose their, their minds. So you kind of knew predictably that anything that was going to be proposed was just going to get and oh I forgot we can't swear on these. Um, there you can. Travis, I, I'm just I'm just not going to do that. Like you know, horse this horse thing was announced and people are like ah who cares? Throw something on TV. And the biggest thing that I've said throughout the entire deal, it's not about the owners' paychecks, it's about everybody's paychecks. It's their money coming in. 
It's the players who are going to stop getting paid at some point. Okay. That baseball proposal of 170 million guaranteed. Do you know how small that number actually is when we're talking about 750 major league players? It's, it's minuscule. I mean, that's, that's the total team salary for the Angels. And that's how they were saying, Hey, if there's no baseball this year, at least guaranteed 170 million, which is a nice gesture, but per guy, it doesn't matter. And, you know, Andrew Brandt had a tweet the other day saying, you know, I talked to a player who, said, what right do I have if I don't want to come back and play? It was like, okay, now do the other 2,000 players that don't want to miss paychecks. So whether it's the TV partner being taken care of, and this isn't elitist stuff, the TV partner who's taken care of, who then has to not worry about doing make goods with all the advertising buys, and then the salespeople that are making money off of those deals, and then the people that are with the different companies that are executing those deals, and then on top of that, the production people, if you can keep it safe. And all of this is said with the first line being, if you feel like it's safe, meaning more testing, the number going in reverse, hospitals being able to handle this flow and it not being a thing that continuously peaks. But if all of these leagues get to a point where they feel, again, safe enough, where they go, whatever version of this we're going to throw out there, we're going to try to throw some other version out there, I'm not going to treat it like a third jersey. You know, Now is not the time to go, oh, really, that's your proposal? Well, here are the 10 reasons why it sucks coming up next on ESPN Radio. To me, it's more about... (laughs) coming up with any kind of feasible solution to try to get that whole pipeline going so all of that money isn't a loss for millions of people that are connected to it. Yeah, but in a focus group, that would have been a really good tease, Ryan. That would have really played well. (laughs) Do you remember remember one of the first show meetings that we did? I remember a lot of them. I know. I I remember a lot of them. And somebody goes, hey, when you say Matt Ryan – just say Matt Ryan, Atlanta Falcons quarterback. And I was like, no, I don't, that doesn't make any sense. We're a sports talk show. Like most people know who Matt Ryan is. Yeah, but not everyone will know who it is. And now granted, you and I would, would take our recruiting shirts off and be like, wait a minute, wasn't he a two star that transferred out to A&M and they held him up? Then he ended up in Toledo for a year. Then he went, you know, and that was bad radio, but that was you and I showing off a little bit. Yeah. No, but I mean, like if I understood that the Matt Ryan one is one I'll never forget. Cause I was like, do you really think? Like, yes, and coming up later, Chicago Bulls guard Michael Jordan. Yeah, we, we didn't take coaching, we didn't take coaching particularly well. But you know what? No. Um, if we've shown an ability to do one thing is to be really petty about it many years later. <laughs> right. like, I thought maybe our last the SVP Rosillo pod that we did where we just went yeah. through it all. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, that is it? Is that the closure we finally needed? No. Nah, nah, every time. Let's air something out. So there we go. Focus, <laughs> focus group meeting talk with Scott and Ryan. Not always. Hey, not always you know what? What? Steve, how bad was it when you had to deal with managers that were trying to get a message to us that we had already shut off mentally and they would go to you? Um, cause that had to suck. Oh yeah. It's all, it was awful. <laughs> awful. Well, we you gotta, tell them. <laughs> well, you gotta figure out like, you know, should is this a mess? Like, I would break it down like, all right, is this a message for Ryan before Scott gets in? Is this a message for Scott when Ryan goes to get a salad at the calf? Or is this a message that I could just walk in there during the break of a show and be like, let me just throw it against the wall? And, you know, none of them were ideal. But uh that was part of the gig. That was that was it. I, yeah, can't, think of about I can't think of a worse duo in terms of being, like, receptive to the ideas of people that we just didn't respect. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of a worse one. Where you just kind of play ball and you go, hey, you know what? Like, 
we're on the team. We'll do our best. We were kind of like, no, no, f- that. Mostly. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. You guys, I mean, you, you, yeah. There was, there was a lot of that. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's, that's, that's a whole nother podcast. We were right. We were right. And it doesn't matter. Um, you can, Steve, you got some questions for us. So yes. Like, I, I mean, normally I put Scott, normally I, I put Scott on the spot. We're going to put we, Ryan we on the spot. Change, we just had to change the subject because we we're like, yeah. are we doing this pod? No, nope. yeah, no, 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 no. All right, Ryan, you ready? Last I'm so pod- ready. Last podcast you listened to more than once. You mean someone else's episodes? Like another, uh, any podcast that you listen to multiple episodes. <laughs> this is so bad because none of us listen to anybody else's stuff. No, we really don't. <laughs> this is kind of like who's the judge. <laughs> It's so the best question because none of us listen to anybody else's stuff. We all go on with each other, and then I mean, the answer, Ray, is zero. Ray, zero times. Zero. Uh, I do have one that I I listen to. Those rewatchables that they do, The Ringer, when I'm not on it, they're so good. When it's a movie that you're into, and those guys are like. Film nerds. Like, I, there was one that I did. I was like, whoa, I think I'm, I'm over my skis here a bit. And Quentin Tarantino was just, he liked the podcast. Uh, he was like, these are great. Reached out to, uh, Sean Fennessy, who's, who's just an awesome, awesomely talented dude who works at the ringer. And, uh, somebody was like, hey, Tarantino's going to reach out to you. And then Tarantino's like, hey, I'm just up the street watching movies. I'd love to come in and do some of these. So to hear Tarantino break down other movies, I've caught a few of those, and it's like I'm rewinding parts of it, being like, "What did he just say?" That's pretty oh. rare to have that kind of access where a guy who's one of the great writer directors of his time, who's had some of my favorite movies ever, who just be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna hang out and podcast with you guys for like two hours." It's nuts. So I I did listen to those, but okay. otherwise, absolutely busted. Yeah. Do Do you wear sunglasses every day? No, I don't. I've I've always been thinking about getting a really nice pair. I rewatched Mad Men and I saw some Don Draper shades where I was like, can I Google Don Draper season five Mad Men shades? You know how like when he starts writing a journal, yeah. it's like, do I drink too much? And he's like smoking a cigarette as he gets out of the pool. <laughs> and, uh, um, I was like, I really would like those. There's also a pair of James Bond ones I like, but I'm just not good at shopping for sunglasses. I'm bad at it. I own a pair, but I don't wear them every day. I'd like to get in that world, but I'm just, I'm not afraid. One yet. pair? You only own one pair. And they're in my car, and I almost never wow. wear them. I've never seen you wear sunglasses once in my life. The only time you may have ever seen it, and this you is wanted to wear them on the TV, but they wouldn't let them. That I almost lost my mind. They set up the set in Oregon for Eugene, where it was directly in the sun in the middle. I remember of the day, that, and I, that. I couldn't, I couldn't see. So I was squinting the whole TV show, and the guy who was the camera guy, who I didn't even know, was like, "Hey, we need those shades off." And, you know, that's probably the wrong way with me. Cause I was like, oh, look, can't, can't see, and I don't know you. Yeah. And you. Yeah, he was like really like assertive about it. And look, I'll just admit when you're the on air guys, your first instinct isn't like, okay, no problem. You just go like, what? And I was like, Hey, dude, I can't see. He's like, Fowler can do it. Ooh. Whoa. I go, Whoa. well, Fowler also has B-roll. It isn't staring into a one-shot for three hours, is he? 
And I took them off, but I was, I obviously stewed the whole three hours that I was there because it was totally, it was a completely unfair comp. And he was trying to basically say, well, you can't do it just so you know Fowler can. And I was like, yeah, Fowler's hosting a different show. He's not looking into the sun for three hours straight, but, uh, that's the one time I tried to wear him. Okay. Uh, favorite meal you miss at the ESPN calf? I, the tacos on, on, was it Taco Tuesday? Was that's it on Tuesday? That's a different thing. <laughs> um, those tacos, I don't know what they did, but they worked. It was kind of like that, that braised, not braised chicken, but the, the torn apart chicken and the, and everything was fresh. It was pretty good, but I do miss my chicken breast, avocado, rice go to because it was quick. It was healthy and I would have to inhale it right <laughs> before the show started. And as Scott knows, like Scott can eat even faster than I can. Yeah, something happens to you when you're a radio host where you're so stupid <laughs> and you try to eat as much as you can, as fast as you can, as close to the start of going on the air. And so like so many of those first segments, you're like, am I going to burp rice all over the place? Because I just inhaled all of this chicken. And it's it's so dumb. We always take the extra bite. Scott knows this. It's an inside the beltway kind of a thing, but anybody, well, I'd say anybody that does podcasts or radio would know, but none of them listen to this because it's it's somebody else's podcast, but it's entirely true. Anyone that has ever had, like, I have a five minute break or an eight minute break or whatever it is, you figure out what you could do. I could get an entire Chobani and, uh, like an eight sleeve of peanut butter crackers down easy in a break. Um, that's because I eat like a jackal as has been established. So. Uh, Steve, I, I interrupted your questions. Go ahead. No, I, we needed follow up there. All right. You grew up out in, in the vineyard surfing out there. Can you surf good out on the left coast? <laughs> you know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm ashamed to admit this. It's a little bit like the ski deal. Because I'm not good, I don't go enough. Yeah. And, see? and it's a little intimidating about around the better breaks because I don't want to snake somebody. I don't want to look like a noob out there or Joey. And I can get up. I've gotten up here. I've gotten up in Hawaii, so I can get up. But I'm not. I'm not good enough. Where I feel like. So the problem is because I'm not good enough. I'm not getting any better. But you know what I realized is funny. Is right before they shut down the beaches, I loaded up my board. I'm like, today's the day. Like you're just gonna ride it out and suck it up. And you know, if it goes back to the beach, I like my chances. If I take <laughs> some. So. Uh, uh, but I'm going to, you know what, that's on the to-do list. That's on the to-do list here. And that's an intimidating I, group. California surf guys are intimidating. Yeah, but Manhattan Beach is a little different. Like, I look no, at that, like, Mal- that Malibu sorry. break up there, like, if you don't know what you're doing by the pier. And that you got to get down to La Jolla, son. Yeah, you know, Huntington, Tito, and I just walking around, whacking dudes in the head. Scott, uh, have you ever surfed? No, I haven't surfed. That's, 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 that's the most I know ever. Priscilla started talking language. I don't even know what the hell he was saying. A bunch of words. No one even knows what they are. Fake surf talk. Yeah. What What hobby do you have? Nothing. None. What's the last time you had a hobby? <laughs> I don't know. My life. My life's so sad right now. No, it isn't. Yeah, it's. Uh, you're unbelievably. You are one of the biggest guys in television. You are. You you know that too. But I, I, don't, I can't even fake. Like, something was gun to my head. Van Pelt's favorite like alone time thing. Like shoot me. I don't know Chipotle and games. But that doesn't yeah. count. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I I'm hobbyless. It's so sad. I don't I don't read enough. I mean I don't know. I, I it's just it's my Black life. So, 
Yeah, I like to play cards, but the casino's <laughs> closed. And now you can't go handle the chips because those are disgusting. Like, I, you, no one's going to touch a chip again. So I can't gamble. I can't go to casinos. Uh, I don't surf. I don't understand the language. I probably would play golf, but I joined a club to, to try to become more social. And I don't know anyone there. I've never played golf with anyone uh, really that is in the club. So that's just a, that's a check you write every month. I don't even know what for. I've never eaten at the club because why would I do that? Probably um, a couple times. You're the greatest guy I've ever golfed with my entire life. It's not even close. Van Pelt is the best guy I've ever golfed with because the second he sees you swing, he's going to he's gonna shave strokes off your game. It's unbelievable. Like, remember you were watching my mammoth drives, and I was like, yeah, i got to aim this way because of this. And you go, how about you turn the club here from your start place? And I was like, what? And then as soon as I chipped it, like, 30 yards over the green, he goes, backswing shorter, follow through longer. Boom. Par. Just a par party the rest of the day. It's unbelievable. Swing coach. That's it. My my, my hobby is Life coach. Life coach. coach. No, swing coach. I got, I've seen, you know what, I've seen some stuff up close. I have had a pretty decent seat to some pretty good golf swings. So maybe I'll do that. But I, what's your hobby? What would you want to do if you could pick a hobby right now? Should we do a draft? I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you and I were doing drafts. You know what I love now is the argument about drafts and who stole from who. The thing is, is a lot of us that did it so long ago are all sort of like, I kind of invented that when none of us did. Yeah. Who's in it? Who started it? Does anyone know? Can you straight the origin? Look, I remember Kornheiser doing a thing because they used to make fun of all the draft language that guys did. This is in the late 90s on Kornheiser's radio show where I remember they did a drafting of desserts and a guy called in and was like, has the most upside of any pick, the pineapple upside down cake. And everybody on the show like lost their minds because the wordplay, get it? Ah, And that was in the late 90s. But you and I were doing drafts on everything that we possibly could. We just never kept track of any of the stuff in the beginning. So we didn't invent it either, but um, it's been a hotly contested debate. When the, when the quarantine hits the content, people get real, real territorial. Obviously, because, I mean, you know, you got to dust off some of the go-tos from the summer. Like, and like, what are you going to do by the time you get to the summer and you, you emptied the summer content now? I don't even know. I got a jazz trumpet guy coming on tomorrow. Do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I like that. Is he just going to play? You don't talk? You just no, no. Play? I'm, a, I'm like, I, this guy doesn't know that he's like, I'm going to real fanboy out on him. I don't do it very often, but this, oh. guy, this guy's going to get the business. Uh, he's a New Orleans guy, Christian Scott. Um, and, and he, Scott I've likes seen him horns. twice. Okay. Yeah, this guy, this guy blows a bean horn, Scott. Let's go back to your hobbies, though. There's got to be a couple things like you've thought about buying. Fly fishing jacket? Nope. <laughs> nope. No, I went skiing this winter. Yes, yeah. where? Uh-huh. Uh, I don't even. It's not. It's not like a mountain. It's just a. What's that one called, Steve? The local. I don't. One? I don't know because I've never skied. Watch, watch you sit. I. I. You took Lila. Yeah, she. My little girl's out there bombing down the mountain. So, but that's not. I, I didn't want to go. I just went because she wanted to go. Did you so, rent gear? Yeah, like a loser. Like. <laughs> with 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 like Sharpie markings on the side like you know me i'm so <laughs> I'm, I'm so i'm so vain and egotistical that i'm mad that i that i don't have the right gear and i've got boots with like number 12 on the side of them and i'm like and i have like lousy ski clothes and i'm so embarrassed that i'm gonna fall 
And I, it was so I went once, and then it never snowed here, so conveniently I didn't have to do it again. Um, God, no, because you and I, we both like our stuff. So yeah, I'm not going to knock you. I like. I was in Park City. I just went for a couple days. Like uh-huh. I went to go as game at first because um, Justin Zanuck DM there. You know, I've known. And he he was like, and by the way, I don't know anything good about the Jazz. He doesn't tell me anything. But he was like, you should check out a game. It ended up being the Celtics game, so I went. And it was right before kind of everything had happened and at least we knew about what's going on. And I went to Park City. I was like, am I going to ski? Like, you're in Park City. And so, by the way, we can add them all up. But Vail, Aspen, Breckenridge, lived in Vermont next to Stowe, 40 minutes, have been to Big Sky in Montana, have been to Park City, also went to Jackson Hole, as we all know, and I've never skied at any of the places. Because you and I are on the same page. We love those ski towns. Like, ski towns are great. I don't even need to ski. But when I was in Park City, I go, you know, I might just go for it. I think I'm going to ski today. I'm going to do it. And I went and I looked at stuff. I go, look at those skis. Those look sick. I could buy those right now. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Like, they match those boots. And let's get a little neck thing in there and the goggles that those baseball guys wear when they dump each other. I go, I'm in. I think I'm going to buy stuff. And then... It, the mountain sucked, and I went and shot machine guns and hiked and couldn't make it up the mountain because I had the wrong shoes on. So I'm with you. I know I know how it feels to have rental stuff with other people's names written on it. Nobody wants that. But you were going to get the good gear. See, I I need better gear, and then I then I can be more enthusiastic about having a hobby. I still um, want to find a hobby for you. You know what I'll say though is what? that you because it took longer, and maybe I'm I think I know you well enough. You enjoy the family part of this. I would say as much as anybody I know that's in my close circle of friends. And that is, I'm not saying your family's your hobby, but you're not the guy that's like, I need a hobby to get away from everybody. You like being with your family as much as anybody I'm friends with. Well, I, you wait as long as I did to have one. I mean, I feel like I, I, I don't want credit. I don't want credit for being present, but I mean, like, I feel like a, I feel like a, a jerk if I said, Hey, listen, dad's going to go play golf and get bombed for eight hours. I'll see you. Well, I'll see you guys late. With a real boozy, hot boys, hot breath on your neck. Hey, you want to make out? Like, I'm not going to be that guy. Like, so, I mean, so I don't have hobbies, I guess, is what it boils down to. But I don't know. We'll work on that. Um, I'm just looking at the time. I got to, I got to do a show. Um, I got to go. Um, that's it. I thought these were longer. I wanted to ask, Hey, how old were you when you got married? Cause I was there. 40. Uh, 40, 45? <laughs> how old are you? I'm 44. So I'm going to be really close. When my family happens, imagine how close we're all going to be. I'm your blueprint, buddy. Right no, here. Man. Look, look, I'm not yeah, even look. Close. Manhattan Beach, I'm going in the wrong direction. Yeah, but it ain't bad. Like, you think, no, you're going in the right direction. You got to. If I stayed, no. If I stayed in West Hartford. Yeah. Go ahead. You can say what we're going to say. Well, you're, you're going to settle if you stayed here. But now, so uh-huh. now you got. You got multiple income streams. You got a sick bike. Huh? You're good. You're fit. Helmet. You got a new helmet with a with a mirror on it. You're good. You, like, you don't need to. You don't need to settle down. I'm just saying, like, you're gonna be the old dad, which is kind of weird, and people are gonna give you crap about that, but they can suck it because and I'm not even sure that's gonna happen. If I stayed in West Hartford, I might be buying your house, married to somebody from Deportes right now. Who knows? <laughs> House is for sale, bro. Come on back. It is red. That's is what you price, need to be doing. It price, is price to, to sell. Price to sell. How <laughs> could there not be somebody out there that's such a huge fan 
that would like, look, I know the market is what it is in central Connecticut, but I can live in the house where Scott Van Pelt's family's formative years. That's like where it's Muhammad like when Ali Tyson had his house yeah. in Farmington. Bro, that's nobody like wanted that, that one. No, well, that was the one 50 Cent had, and like that one, I think he bought it for like 40 million and sold it for like 800,000. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm in a bad spot, man. I'm I can't believe spot. there wasn't one night I ended up at 50 Cent's house. I don't, it's yeah. right across the street. Yes. <laughs> Who goes to whose new house first? Scott, you're going to go to Manhattan Beach or is Ryan going to see your house in Maryland? He hasn't met my second kid who's four. <laughs> that, that is, hey, you know what? That's on me. I love, right. people, I love when take, people take responsibility when it's the only scenario. Yeah. I, I was going to say, what, what, how do we, how do we throw that ball back to me and put it in my lap? Um, oh, that's amazing. You took responsibility. Yeah. There was no other option. That was, yeah, the that only, was it. Yeah. That was it. Um, the Ringer, uh, the podcast stream. Tell people what they should listen to. Ryan Russillo podcast uh, on the Ringer, and then of course every Sunday night, Bill Simmons and I do about. Those are deep. I think we did two forty the other night. I was I was checked out with twenty minutes to go. I mean, we went we went deep, and we're just gonna keep pumping them out, you know. And I got a couple other. I wish I could announce it here soon, but we're, we're there. Well, you know what it is, but, uh, I got, I got some really great news coming on the writing front. So we'll, we'll, uh, you know, I can't wait to share that with everybody. And that's really what I'm doing, working on, working on that kind of stuff. A new Rocky movie, a new Rocky movie? I think all those storylines have been covered. Oh, okay. All right. I'll just check. Well, so uh, continue to support our guy Rosillo, who's doing great stuff, uh, over there with the ringer and, uh, stay safe. And obviously we will be in touch texting and whatever, FaceTiming as necessary. But, uh, it's always good to do this and, uh, we appreciate you, brother. Be safe. All right. Of course. Anytime. And, uh, thanks as always. And keep up the great work, man. You're keeping people sane at night. Thank you, brother.